This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Marty Arvin. Marty's with the Erlinger Health System. Uh, she's also an IU graduate. Uh, she's a compliance and ethics professional and serves as the Vice President, Chief Compliance and Privacy Officer. We're going to talk to Marty today about her role, about what she loves, where she's most focused on this coming year, and a lot more. Marty, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also about the Erlinger Health System? Certainly. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I am, obviously, as you mentioned, the Chief Compliance and Privacy Officer with Erlinger. I joined Erlinger about two years ago, and prior to that, I've spent about five years with a consulting company, and then before that, I served as a Chief Compliance or Chief Compliance and Privacy Officer at four different academic medical centers over the course of a number of years. I won't say how many, because that'll date me, and uh, when I actually get into that conversation, it makes me feel old. Uh, so I, I, you know, just just to say, lots of years of experience have been doing this for a long time. Um, Erlinger is a safety net hospital. We have six hospitals in our system: uh, five here in the general Chattanooga, Tennessee area, southeastern Tennessee area, and we do have one um, of our two critical access hospitals that's in Murphy, North Carolina. Uh, we have about 500 employed providers. And we have a multitude of specialties, although we don't have, we don't employ every specialty in our hospital. Part of that relates to the law in the state of Tennessee. And we are a teaching hospital partnered with the University of Tennessee. Thank you. When you think about the role of chief compliance officer, privacy officer, what what are the core things that that ends up involving? And and what do you spend most of your time in that role? I think if you ask any compliance professional that, and particularly if they also have privacy oversight, it's a little bit of a difficult question to answer because it depends on the day. Um, and, and you know, we looking at, you know, how are we handling our physician coding, billing, and documentation? How are we handling our hospital services and the coding and billing and documentation of that? We do have, uh, although much smaller than the other organizations I've worked at. We do have a small research enterprise, so we have that component as well. And then, of course, uh, the HIPAA privacy component is under my oversight, and I work very closely with the Chief Information Security Officer, and you know, we partner and are very symbiotic in our privacy and information security relationships. And so it really does vary with the day, and, you know, as many, I think, compliance professionals will tell you, they wake up in the morning with the best of intentions to get through their, their list of maybe five projects, and that's blown out of the water by 9 a.m. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, but there are so many things that compliance professionals have to think about and deal with today that um, it, it always remains challenging, and that's probably one of the things I enjoy most about this role. And, you know, I've been doing this for 25-plus years, and you know, I, I still enjoy the work, and I still am challenged by the work. Amazing. And, and, and take a second, Marty, on 
you've had this great, great career, it, and you seem to have really thrived with it. What advice would you give to a young professional trying to have a great career? Oh, you know, that I've thought about a number of times over the course of my career and thought about, you know, what I did when I started and, and where I'm at now. And, you know, there are a few things. One is listen, listen, listen. You have to be an active listener in this kind of a role. If you don't understand the needs of the operational teams, um, I think it's going to be different, difficult to match your goal of compliance with their goal of getting the work done. And, you know, ultimately, my goal has always been to make compliance seamless within the operations. And I've always analogized that to putting on your seatbelt. Each of us got in our car this morning if we drove somewhere, and we put on our seatbelt without even thinking about it. And if you look back on that, that is an act of being compliant with the seatbelt law. And that's what my goal is, to strive to have people do things. It's just part of the job. They don't think about it as kind of a separate compliance activity. But again, if you don't listen to your operational people and co coordinate and collaborate with them, uh, you're not going to be able to come to a solution that's satisfactory for both. And, you know, satisfactory as best as it can be. The other thing is always admit when you don't know something. Commit to finding the answer and then make sure you, in fact, do find it and get back to people. But don't try to, to bluff. I mean, you know, just admit, I don't know, but I will find out. And in my experience, if you're honest with people and tell them that, then, and you get back to them, that's another critical piece of it. But if you do that, then they're going to start to learn to respect you and they're going to start to come to you with additional questions, which is what you want them to do. You want to bring, you want them to bring the issues to you um, and, and get your input and feedback. Um, a, a third thing is collaborate, but don't overstep. N know what your lane is and, you know, work with your colleagues. And I'm, it's not been infrequent in my career that I've said, look, that sounds to me like a, uh, risk management question, here's kind of what I think, but you really need to talk to the risk manager. Or, you know, that sounds like it also has an HR component, and here's a little bit of what I think, but we really need to loop in HR to get their input and answer because they're really the ones that handle that. And there is a lot of, of overlap between legal, compliance, HR, risk management. So working with those teams and collaborating with them is going to help you be successful. And then one final thing that I think is a mistake, personally, I feel many compliance officers make, uh, make sure your leadership knows they're accountable for the organization's risk tolerance. I've told my leadership multiple times, I don't decide what our risk tolerance is. I will provide you advice, and I will make recommendations on the path I think we should take. Uh, I tend to be very risk averse, so I will tend to recommend the the less risky pathway, but always be comfortable that if you have given your leadership all the information they need to make an informed decision and they decide to take the riskier path, I'm always very comfortable. I'll sleep at night knowing that. My critical question to myself is, do I feel like they made, made an informed decision? And then finally, learn what is good enough. I mean, you're not gonna have the, the diamond platinum level compliance program um, learn what's good enough and, you know, try to achieve, you know, my mantra has been trying to achieve maximum compliance with minimum burden. So finding that balance where I'm comfortable 
with the, the risk level the organization is taking on, and that doesn't make me queasy. So I've achieved maximum compliance, but also I haven't put a heavy burden on the operations team where they're going to view this is impossible. They're going to try and find workarounds. Right. And, and it's so important because obviously it's like cybersecurity. You could spend your entire budget on cybersecurity, but then you wouldn't be able to provide patient care. You could provide your entire budget on compliance, but then you wouldn't be able to do anything else. So trying to hit this right cost-benefit analysis, but, but leaning towards the side of making sure you're, you, you feel like people are culturally doing the right things. So if something does go wrong, it's not the culture, it's not systematic. You know, it was a misstep, uh, you know, but it's in that cost benefit. It's so important. I love your point. As a, as, a, as a lawyer by background, the concept of clients make the decision, leaders make the decision. We give our judgments. We give our, our the pros and cons. We explain. But ultimately, it's largely not the lawyers or the compliance officer's decision, depending on how, you know, what the options lay out are. It, it, I think it's such an important perspective. Marty. Take a second on when you look at this year ahead of us, as chief compliance officer, privacy officer, what do you look at as the top goals? How do you start the year thinking about, here's what I want to do this year. Here's what, I, here's what I'm focused on and excited about. Um, so, you know, things of, of focus is continuing my work with our leadership to evolve an accountable organization. I, I'm fortunate. I've got a really strong leadership team that's very supportive of our program. Uh, I haven't had that in every place I've worked. I, I can't say that it's been terrible in any place I've worked, but, you know, people know what it looks like to have an incredibly supportive leadership, and, and that's one of the things I've got, both with all of our senior leaders in the organization and our board of directors. Um, so, so that's one of the things, but, you know, we still have work to do, so I, I want to continue to evolve that. Um, looking at obviously improving the overall effectiveness of our program, I think we've got some, you know, continued work to do in our auditing and monitoring functions. Uh, when I came on board, they asked me, you know, do you have enough resources? And I said, I don't think so. I mean, I've been doing this long enough that kind of in my gut, I don't think the team I have is quite enough, but I'm not going to ask for new team members just yet. I'm going to see what I can get done with the team I have, and then I'm going to come back to you and tell you what's not getting done. And, and continue to evolve that. So I got two new positions in this year's budget, and I anticipate I'm probably going to ask for a couple more. Uh, but we're trying to evolve the program, working smarter, uh, smarter, not harder, and trying to use technology resources to use our team to their highest and best use. Um, and to think about, you know, revising our policies and procedures. I think like a number of organizations with the pandemic, a lot of routine processes fell to the wayside and, you know, still trying to build those back up and make sure we bring things current that may not have been. And then increasing the skills of my team. Um, I've got very good people on my team, but I've got several that are uh, newer to compliance and need to evolve their skill set. And so that's one of the other things I want to work on. And then continuing my collaborative effort with the operational teams of the organization. Thank you very, very much, Marty. What a magnificent role. What a fantastic career. Again, Marty Arvin, Chief Compliance Officer, Chief Privacy Officer at the Erlinger Health System. Great system. Thank you for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. What a great career. And then I will ask you finally, are you or are you not a Bobby Knight fan? I am an Indiana University Hoosiers fan. 
Uh, I'm a fan of their basketball team. Uh, I think Mr. Knight was a very good basketball coach. Mr. Knight, as a person, was not someone I was philosophically aligned with. <laughs> that's a that's a fair fair analysis and and well stated from a, a true compliance officer. You know, great coach, maybe not great person, not aligned, but overall good results for the program. But probably war as well come out at some point. Fascinating, though. No. Uh, but what a, what a, what a storied basketball program at IU. Uh, Marty, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for indulging me on on the college basketball Bobby Knight question. Uh, you know, love. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.